Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. My co-host is Sean Strauss. In this episode, we're pleased to visit with Sir Ceriso Fort. Ceriso is a big name in recent Minnesota boxing history. As an amateur, he took on all comers and was ranked as high as number four in the nation among middleweights. Ceriso went on to post an impressive 18 four and one record in the professional ranks. As a pro, he scored big wins over the likes of Andy Coley, Dave Peterson, and Lamar Harris. In his capacity as owner and operator of Sir Boxing Club on Arcade Street in St. Paul, Ceriso is still giving back as a coach and mentor to local fighters. In the following interview, Ceriso talks about his life in boxing, his gym, and his early days in Chicago. He also shares some thoughts on the likes of Terrence Crawford, Gary Russell Jr., Floyd Mayweather, and the late great Marvin Hagler. I hope you enjoy the interview. Good to be here with Ceresa Ford. Um, it, this is this is kind of a first now on the Minnesota Bo- Fight Night podcast. This is the first in-person interview we've done, right, Sean? Yep. So Everything so far has been virtual via Zoom. So, you know, thank you for inviting us into your house. We're here at Sir Boxing and uh, getting yeah, to my, check out your backyard here. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. My pleasure. Definitely. Yeah. Nice place you have here. How, how long have you been here? Uh, here, I have been here uh, six years. It's going, it's going on six years. Well, yeah, it actually is six years now. Okay. Six years. Yeah, and it sounds like you got bigger and better things coming on. I thought I saw a post you guys bought a building. Huh? Yes, yes. So it actually, the building we bought was actually, uh, it's actually five blocks down the street. So it's okay. not too far. So it's really great for the for the for the uh, members that actually come here already. Mm-hmm. They don't got to travel. It ain't it ain't you know you it's one thing when you get a building. And when you get to get a, a change of location, and, and the members got to travel and they got to skip the road. I mean, you know, go over the over the bridge to where they really can't. And some of the some of the members are in the area. They live in the area, mm-hmm. so I would hate to have done that. So I'm kind of glad that we got that building there. Mm-hmm. That was available. Everything. How long is it going to be before you're able to move into that new building? They got to renovate it. I mean, the building sure, is so a lot. A long project. It needs some love in the inside of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Got it. And you get some fundraising going for that or anything like that, and definitely make sure to let us know. We'll share that on social media and everything. Thank you. Because um, I know yeah. that sounds like a big project. Yes, it definitely is. And uh, it, it's not cheap. You know, I, I think it's like it's going to be about the same, but uh, it's going to be a little under what we pay for the building to get it renovated. Oh, wow. So it's going to be, yeah. So you're buying the building and everything. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Have your. Uh, do you rent this space or? Yes, yeah, so I rent. I rent out this space, and the thing was, um, renting out the space was a, it was a great start because I couldn't bought anything at at the moment I was in beforehand. Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning, I had to start somewhere, and then, um, but renting it out, you know, paying the 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 the, 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 the rent is pretty pretty spendy. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like okay, I can pay a mortgage. The mortgage would be even cheaper there you if go. I can get in a place and I can start sure. going. The mortgage is cheaper, but it's always that upfront money that's never that's not there for a lot of individuals. Right. So I'm just you know I'm just thankful and, and um, that things kind of came my way that we was able to make everything happen. Me and my wife, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't have did it without my wife. You know, her, mm-hmm. you know, emailing and, and um, seeing actual seeing things that 
can actually help us with what we're doing through the city. Right. The city coming together and um, a lot of individuals that's, that's into it, uh, the mayor, and uh, just being Jane Prince, uh, she's uh, in the district, just, just knowing, you know, knowing, you're knowing the district, uh, who's in politics, Far as the, the like, who's who's actually the board members? You know, knowing who who's in who's in place, and um, actually knowing them, and actually you know, like like talking with them, and and it's kind of it's kind of good, and and, they, and it's kind of like I say, one hand feed the other. You know, people and and, and and um, most of the time, people love giving you good information when they when they know that it can help you. You know, yeah. it's all about a lot of times people you just don't know who to talk to. It's all about knowing that person. You know. Yeah. Seems like it's a lot, a lot that way in life, right? It's yeah. you know connections. You yeah, know, they definitely. comes to help. You know, yeah. and if you know someone who's uh, good at one thing, you know, if, you, if you're not good yeah. at it, it's, find someone who is. I know my dad said if you can't fix your car, be friends with a mechanic or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, you know, what I mean? you know, yeah, you rub elbows. You know, and yeah. uh, that's the thing with my wife though. My wife is so brilliant. You know, like she, uh, she was in radio. She worked. She was in radio for uh, Minneapolis. 80, 89.9. Uh, she was there yeah. for a bit, and then um, she left off and moved to Atlanta. I mean, to Columbus, Georgia. She went to Columbus and uh, started working uh, news anchor there. Oh, wow. She was uh, actually a reporter to start off with out there, and then she um, moved back to Minnesota mm-hmm. and went to Duluth. Was in Duluth, mm-hmm. um, news anchor in there in Duluth. Um, actually, now she's on the station, and then she went from there. And then she. Uh, now she she's she's just brilliant, you know. Yeah, like yeah. she's constantly, you know. She graduated one of the top top two in our high school. We went to high school together. Oh, yeah. She graduated the, the top one of the top two smartest mm-hmm. in the school. Like I think they did like a out of the females they did a thing. It was two African American females. Like, she was one of them, and then another mm-hmm. the one I can't remember the name. Great, but yeah, that was I mean that was brilliant for her. Like she's. She's constantly accomplishing. Then she graduated St. Thomas uh, College, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's she's a lot of stuff that I that I'm not strength at. She she's my my strength, you know, right. in the area, in different yeah. areas. You know, I can do, I can do emails and do different things too, but I don't do. I'm not in the, She she does it. She does it. You know, right. I guess you know she's computer savvy. <laughs> Complement each other that. well. Yeah. And what's her name? Georgia. Okay. Well, shout out to Georgia. That's great. That's great. Where'd you go to school? Hardy. Okay. Hardy High School. See, Hardy oh, High yeah. School. Boxing. Jason Litsall, we went there together. Jason was there. Alan Litsall yeah. went there. Mm-hmm. Antonio Johnson was there for one year. Yeah. I think with me, uh, we, you know, we all came, you know, I can't remember who else was there. But, yeah, it was, a, you know, it was, we had a little crew, a boxing crew where kind of was going there. Okay. Then, like I said, I was the younger one. They all graduated and yeah. moved on, and I was still there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was cool. Hardy. You still keep in touch with some of those guys? Yeah, they still stop by. Uh, Jason, he pops up here, here and there. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially when he ties something good going on. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, he pops up and, you know, he showed me, showed me some love. And, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Antonio, I see Antonio. When I see him, yeah. it's all love. And, it, and it's like always, like, after when it's like something have happened, I see end up just bumping into him. That, and it's a, it's a great thing, you know, to see him. And he's all lit up and. He still, you know, I still see that fire in them. That yeah. same young, it's like that. Antonio's still, still the same, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, good person. Can you tell us a little bit, you know, and for our listeners about your Golden Gloves past? You know, uh, that's how you got your start. You're talking about your your fighting days. Um, and I know you won multiple Upper Midwest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazingly like I feel like you know I had a 
a real good amateur. My amateur career, I say, was like more, um, as you say, maybe a little more so better than my pro career. Mm -hmm. But um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't try my, my pro career. I loved it because I got paid for it. <laughs> you know, so you know, you fight without a headgear, you get paid. Yeah. Then the amateurs, you fight so much, you fight hard, and you don't get paid anything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I had a, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, the gloves. Mm -hmm. So four time uh, upper midwest champ. Um, and I, I mean, every year I had to come ready. I mean, and I, and I stayed in the gym. I stayed training hard. I think a lot of the times I felt if I would have, you know, took a month out of the gym and, and just came out of shape, just just expecting to win off of just my pure ability, I could have got beat. You know, I had guys like that was that was coming in shape like Tyler and uh, you know Dwayne Stewart. I had uh, I had the Alfonso brothers, cousins, the Alfonso. I can't remember if they cousins or brothers. But mm -hmm. Alfonso Val Valquez, Valquez. Yeah. I believe, yeah, both of them, the two, yeah. They boxed that uppercut. But I, one year I had to fight oh, both uh, of them. So Vasquez it was like, and Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex, yeah, there you go. So every year it was like, it was so much, it was like, and now they they real cool, man. Like, you know, even even now today, they they, they in the boxing, and I love it, you know what I'm saying? Like, even more feeling doing over at Northside. Mm -hmm. I love to see the the ones that have done it, that's actually coming back and passing the tour. Like, teaching, teaching it. We need a lot of that. We need that here in Minnesota. That's and you go to New York City, they get a lot of that, you know. And a lot of times, mm -hmm. a lot of their fighters, it's the Big Apple. So a lot of times, mm -hmm. they get a lot of people that move out there, you know, from maybe Russia, the Olympic team, and then they, they open up a gym out there, and start teaching boxing. Yeah. Now they got an academy, and now they got fighters. We fighting against New York Constance, a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. So you know, one thing about Minnesota, we we have, I see we have changed. Though. We have. Uh, we have did that. You got Jamal James, you got Caleb Truex, yeah. you got the, uh, you know, myself have, you know, everybody paved the way. Jason Litsaw, mm -hmm. you got the, uh, but you know, it's just, it's constantly building. Rob mm -hmm. Brent, you know, yeah. what he have done, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you can't, you know, like I say, Phil Williams got the, what, the fastest knockout in, in boxing yeah. right now, so it's yeah. like, that's that's sweet. You know, Check that out on YouTube sometime. Yeah. That's, it is. <laughs> yeah, sweet. it's yeah. over quick. <laughs> Amateur, you know, I had, I had over 100 amateur fights, but the, the Golden Gloves was a tournament where I always made sure I had to bring my A game. Just any tournament I did, though, it, it, it could have been a ringside tournament. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I won a, uh, I fought in a ringside tournament three times and I won twice. Mm -hmm. uh, one year I won it, um, Danny Jacobs was in the opposite oh, bracket. Wow. We would have wow. fought if it was one more day. Yeah. So I was a champion, he was a champion in middleweight. Mm -hmm. um, but I had fought a kid from California that ended up being number one in the country the next following year. Mm -hmm. But crazy thing is, I ended up fighting Rob Brent. We fought mm -hmm. in the Golden Gloves that next year, and I had fought him in the front in the cities right down the street here. I fought Caleb Truex on a bout. It was about about bout show. Me and Caleb Truex fought, mm -hmm. and I previously I got my hands raised on that one. But then we all know how he got me in the pros. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, me and Rob Brent, we fought yeah. at the Brunettes for the Golden Gloves for the oh. cities. And I beat him, and I told him, I said, "Hey, wow. hey, kid, hey, I said, kid, you you gonna be you gonna be good, man. You gonna be, cause you know I I just knew he was he was pretty quick. I'm like, you yeah. got what it takes, man. You you good. You gonna do well. He's still before ranked I top knew ten it, right now. Before I knew it, he went yeah. out there and, and I beat the kid. The kid that I beat in the uh, race at tournament in the finals from California, he ended up becoming number one, and he moved up in weight to from middleweight. He moved to light heavyweight. He ended up becoming number one in the country. Mm -hmm. and he, be, he was number one in the USA and light heavyweight. But then the next following year, Rob Brett moved up and beat him. Rob mm -hmm. Brett, cha it changed over. Rob Brett became number one in the USA. Rob Brett won the Golden Gloves, and then he won a USA tournament. Mm -hmm. And by that time, I, I had I turned professional. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking like 09, I believe. Yeah. I turned pro, so.
Yeah, when you turned just... pro, I know you, um, I don't really know the story of, uh, you know, your, all of your training and everything, but I know at one point, um, a story was that you linked up with Floyd Mayweather Sr. Yeah, I yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but when you first started, you know, how were you handled? You know, were you just doing it on your own, or who was, you know, who was working yeah, with you? Yeah, a lot of it is, was, um, you know, I didn't know the business as I do now, the ins and outs. I didn't, I didn't know it could have. Could have helped me, you know. It's always like that, you know. It gets greater later. It's one of the things where, you, you know, the wisdom kick in. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, if I knew what I knew now, then <laughs> you know. It's, so it's like yeah. one of the things where I, um, I had a good team. You know, I always kept a, I always felt I had a good, a good structure around me. You know, but I was always searching for better. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way, it, it end up, end up, end up hurting me. You know, in my career because I was like always, I was like I'll be, and I felt I was related to the Russells. My, I found out oh, Gary, Gary Russell, Russell, my cousin, my uncle oh, yeah. Gary Russell senior. And I found related to it. So I like, okay, oh now I jump I jumped over there. So I'm over here, over there. So you can't you can't it, the chemistry was kinda not there yet. You know, you gotta be patient mm-hmm. and you, know, you gotta build chemistry. <clears throat> chemistry comes in time. And that was, but I was on the level I was on fighting, but I'm working with new and they don't know my boxing ability like that. So we all trying to Get it together soon. Trying to rush. Trey Michael some guy be putting up. Cut on story short. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm in a fight, and then I'm in a fight with a guy that's, you know, Russian. Like, from Russia, first fight from Russia. I'm an Olympian. I don't, you know, and I'm in the fight. I don't got so much, a lot of footage Sounds on Sounds like some bad, uh, some you know, bad mojo. That was on TV. That was on TV. ESPN, too. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. He was a good fighter. He was, yeah. yeah. He ended up, uh, he ended up losing that tournament, though. Uh-huh. He, the, 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 the true story about this tournament, the guy he fought next, right, Willie Monroe Jr., the one who won the tournament, yeah. I fought him in the silver. My first year of boxing, I took number two in the silver gloves. Mm-hmm. That's who I lost to. Oh, I lost okay. to him for, he's from New York. I lost him by one point. It was 3-2 decision. Yeah. I felt I won. They raised my hand first, and they said I won the fight. And then all of a sudden, they said, hold on, hold on, made a mistake. Oh, uh, no. So we was all kind of, I was kind of like, ah. Uh, the whole thing was, uh, I was always wanting to, I was like, this is it. I get the belt. I get to take the belt. I get to take the belt home. Yeah. But it was my first one, my first tournament, my first boxing match that I lost at yeah. that time. You know, wow. so wow. I was 13 years old. Uh-huh. And then we would have fought, but we would have fought the next day. Yeah. I mean, not the next day, but we would have fought the next uh, bout in that tournament. And, um, yeah. yeah, he ended up fighting the, the Russian and beat the Russian I fought. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so. Well, how high were you rated in the amateurs at, at one point? How high did you get there? I got, to, I got number four. Number four in the country. Yeah. Okay. At, at middleweight? or At middleweight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, you mentioned Willie Monroe. His father, yeah, Willie yeah, Sr., yeah. fought and beat fought, the uh, great Marvin Hagler. Hagler. May rest in peace. Yes, and, yes. Yeah, I mean, he rest in peace. So yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask you, get your thoughts on Marvelous Marvin, since you were a middleweight too. And I'm personally, I'm old enough to, I remember watching that epic fight with Hearns live on closed circuit television. And that, to this day, is the greatest fight I've ever seen. What are your thoughts on Marvin Hagler? Was just a warrior. I mean, something that I seen like the same as Evander Holyfield. I looked at as a warrior. You know, uh, gladiator. You know, you know they go in there and uh, he's a great switch hitter. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the best switch. I mean, probably like you know you got Crawford now. I mean that that that's tremendously at it at switching mm-hmm. from southpaw to right handed. But I mean Hagler. We speaking of Hagler. I mean he was just he was one guy that can do it. You know, and um, but I think and sometimes like you wonder almost if like. 
and like the Ray Leonard fight, if he stayed, if he did it this way and fought for a southpaw or did that that way, could he have? It could have been a different story. Mm -hmm. But he chose to do it this way, and then you know he got a different result. But mm -hmm. you know, you, that's how good he was at switching. You almost yeah. wonder if he would have stayed one way because even Ray Leonard said that he said, "Man, I would have had fits with him if he would have if he would have never switched." Really? But by him switching that way, it helped me in the fight mm -hmm. because I would have a trouble in in the camp. You mm -hmm. know, with this type of you know. But yeah, so that was. Yeah, he he was he was a throwback. Uh, he would he would fight anyone, anytime, anywhere, and and he he won most of them. You know, I I think he's talk about the greatest middleweights ever. He's right, yeah, he's right up there, there. Yeah, top definitely, definitely. two or three or number one maybe. Yeah, yeah, they say yeah. Yeah. You got Bernard. You got I mean, have made broke some records. You know, mm -hmm. which is like you know, when you look at the eras. You know, it's just a little different. But yeah, you can't you can't like I said, them them guys they they pay their dues and mm -hmm. and like I said, to 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 actually become be champion for a certain period of time like that. Raining, that that speaks volumes, you know. Yeah, I was just telling a lot of my kids earlier when I was training them, like, man, that's you know, for it's, it's a lot of you get a lot of fuel and a lot of hunger when you train and you want you want to become champion, you know, you like you want to get your first million or you want to become get your first road title belt or your first, mm -hmm. but it's like, how do you maintain or get it again? Like, you gotta you gotta have a different kind of fuel in you, you know, something different got to be on your mind, mindset, you know, yeah, because it's, it's to do it the first time, you done did it now. Yeah. Now you got to keep it, you know, keeping it is like, that's why I tell like my cousin Gary Russell Jr. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I give it to him, man. I give all kudos to him. And like, that man, he's a bad man. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he, he's the longest reigning WBC champ right now in boxing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wilder, it was him and Wilder at one time, but yeah. now it's him alone. He's standing alone. Yeah. And like, it's like, for him to be like, he's constantly feeling himself beating his mandatories. I'm like, man, that's. That's huge. Does uh, yeah, does he or any other family that's involved in boxing ever come out here? And come visit yeah, he been here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He been, but he, when he come out here, it's, it's like mostly like it's not like I, I don't broadcast it. Sure, you know what I'm saying. But we do take a picture. We put it out there. Yeah. But it's like I don't, you know, speaking, you know, speaking of it, it's like it's something that he don't care for all the social stuff. He don't. Yeah. He don't really, you know, it's just. No, but I was just curious like, about for the for the kids for the fighters, you know, that are yeah. in here training. You know that that'd be a huge thrill. You know, I get, oh, yeah, you got to think if you're a fighter, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, champ comes through the door. Yeah, know? that happened. Yeah, that happened. So mm -hmm. when he came here, they took pictures with everybody. Yeah, wow, it nice. was cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. One of my other cousins, my little cousin uh, Antonio. Oh yeah. Uh, he fought at the Armory, so they was out fighting at the Armory. Oh. And um, so it was kind of all it all worked out. And um, yeah. he came out and he had to train and get get a little get a little weight off. So um, yeah. he got the weight off, and then uh, actually he was with him, and then we just took pictures, and mm. yeah, it was kind of cool. The kids loved it. Yeah, it was, it yeah. Was the army's sweet. I, you know, I, I've seen you out there at some of the cars. You never got a chance to actually. I fight didn't compete there, in right? the army. No, but, I didn't fight there. Fought downtown Minneapolis, but never at the armory. Wasn't the Truex fight at the? That was at the convention center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I wanted to ask you about a couple of your other fights. Uh, as a pro, I remember you had a big win against Andy Coley. Yeah, yeah. That was a so, you know, yeah, tough yeah, fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Tough fighter, and, and you really took care of business there. What What do you remember about that fight? I mean, going into that fight, I was like, I was with Floyd Singer at the time. And, I, and then, you know, if you look at my career from, like, I was 12 and over when I met Floyd Singer, I had fought uh, Dave Peterson. That was a, that was another fight that yeah. I felt like man, this he he's good. I know Dave yeah. Peterson. His roots in boxing was like there, you know, because yeah. his dad and I knew Ron yeah. and they we you know we knew each other. Like we actually 
bro. He spoke mm -hmm. of I see him at the gym. Um, but I never like fought him. Never. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we even sparred, you know. But but I knew he was good. Yeah. Um, and he was unbeaten at the time. Wasn't yeah, he? we both was twelve and zero. You yeah. know, somebody old had to go, yeah. and I was so furious. Like I don't. It ain't gonna be mine. You know, I don't <laughs> want. I don't want to lose. I can't lose. I mean, I felt that. Way. I mean, throughout my career, I just did not want to lose. And that was one thing that brought me to slow my slow it down because I felt yeah. like I couldn't put a hundred percent into it like I wanted to no more. Mm -hmm. So and I, and I, that ain't one thing about me though. I'm not. I don't do it just for the money. I'm not yeah. just doing it for this. I'm doing it because my this is my passion. This is what I love to do, and I and I want to win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to win for not just me, but for everybody. Right. So I feel like if I win, everybody else win. But that's like if I'm not gonna go out there if I feel it. Totally, that fight was really uh, one of the fights where I just really, like I said, buckled down and everything just kind of one of those things where everything was like in the wind. It was like the the, the wind was blowing right. Mm -hmm. I was working with Floyd Senior. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Andre the Real had a fight coming up and uh, he was kind of working with Floyd Senior. Andre the Real was a southpaw. He switches too as well. Mm -hmm. So like he, he mainly was southpaw when we sparred. I sparred with, I was the first fighter to spar with Anthony Durrell when he made his comeback after the uh, motorcycle accident. So I was just, the first time he him back in the ring was with me. It was like he like he got he got in there and uh, we we sparred. I sparred with Anthony Durrell, Andre Durrell, mm. South two Southpaws that yeah. was way bigger, yeah. you know, bigger than I. They was bigger than me at the time, and I was getting paid to spar. So I was out there in training camp for for uh, for Andy Coley, but I was also getting paid to spar with with Andre. I mean Andre Durrell, mm. so which was fast. I mean fast yeah. fighter and it is just like on my radar. Mm. Good, so I'm like, so they had some out. good work in for that. Good smart, and um, I was pumped, and I knew I had to bring my A plus game. I knew I knew Andy Cole, that, but that's every fight I go to, I always felt that way no matter who I fought. I had to bring my A plus game. Yeah. But it's Andy Cole. I knew like, okay, well, um, because I I think you know previously, you know, we look back at the history of it. Mm. When I was like, I'll say fifteen, no, I was sixteen. Six years old, I sparred Andy Coley. Mm -hmm. It was like they did like this thing in the loop where they have us come down and we'll spar. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt I got, the, I felt I did good. And they was kind of like giving a winner, like raising a hand up for <laughs> one. And his hand got raised, my hand didn't get raised. Oh, so I had a little fuel in my fire. I was kind of bitter, uh, but I was kind of upset. And yeah. I had that fuel in me. And um, you know, leave, you know, then you fast forward it to that fight. And mm -hmm. I had a, you know, that in my mind. And you know, so it all driven it. I had a, I had a, what, a four-front stoppage that night. I was at that fight. I can't remember where it was. It was here in town, though, I remember, right? Like, um, but anyway, it was kind of... Hinkley. Was that at Hinkley? Hinkley. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Talking about Hinkley, yeah. a little segue. Um, you know, I, I suppose by the time this gets published, it might be, might be common knowledge, but... You just dropped some knowledge on us when we walked in the door today. Yeah. You got a fighter who's going to be fighting up in Hinkley coming, yeah, uh, coming news, up next yeah. month. Yeah, that's Which is yeah. great news. April 25th, you know? yeah, back back at it, man. Because, you know, COVID been hurting us. Mm -hmm. So, Can you talk we, a little bit about the, the fighter who's going to be fighting up there? Uh, Devonzel uh, Patterson, um, he's actually uh, he's one of my up-and-coming fighters that want to turn professional. So, very bad. I'm holding him back and trying to gather him to get all the experience he can get in uh, amateurs. You know, um, but definitely, um, he, he like I said, if his next fight could have been a pro fight, that's what he wanted to do. I told him, I said, no, think about it. That's that's 
just, just, just fight, you know, get get some more. You know, it's been cold. You know, the, mm-hmm. we had a whole year out of boxing. You know, we've been yeah. kind of locked down, kind of. Sure. So kind of get the ring, get some, get some amateur fights in, get get they keep getting the experience. Mm-hmm. He got about you know thirteen fights right now, um, but he's so eager to just turn pro. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You know, everybody want to turn pro. You know, <laughs> and um, that's the thing though, and that's okay. Um, but I just think it's a, it's just me. It's my job to make sure that. He's some, you know, get all the experience he can get, you know, but at some point I can't hold him. I got, got I'm going to let him go and let him do, you know, we're going to give it all we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, he fights at 132. Mm-hmm. He fought in the gloves one year. He didn't, this would have been his second year mm-hmm. with COVID. He uh, lost in the finals, mm-hmm. uh, lost in the finals in the gloves in upper Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have been his second year going, um, he's been diligently just training, training, training. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's, um. I had like when I got him first, when he first came in, when he first started, you know, um, I told him like, man, you, you know, you got to make sure you take care of yourself. You know, you eat it right, mm-hmm. take some multivitamins. I tell this all my fighters, but I want yeah. them all to make sure they, you know, get themselves right because the workout, the work is diligent. You got to push yourself. You got to, it's not easy, you know. But, mm-hmm. You know, you got to have some little little extra in you mentally to push through it sometimes, right. and it help. But um, he's a hard worker. Yeah, he's a hard worker. Who do, you, do you know who he's fighting or? Uh, yeah, kid. Uh, his name is Andrew. Andrew. Andrew's a good fighter. Um, far as I talked to Zach Walters, he told me he's a talented kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen him fight so much. So, so I don't he's know. probably out of that jungle say, gym up there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's out of jungle gym. Um, Zach worked with him. Zach told me he's talented. He said, "Man, this kid is good." But the thing about the kid, he says he's in and out. You know, he's not as consistent as he should be. Mm-hmm. He could possibly be even better than what he is. Sure. You know, and um, I, and I, I know he got good tutors out there with Zach. You know, because you know Zach paid his dues. Um, and Zach know what he's talking about. But the, you know, so it should be good for both of them. Good experience for both of them. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Like Looking forward to that. Yeah, That'd when you nice. told us about that, Brian and I look at each other like, we're going. <laughs> we're going <to laughs> we're, 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 car going. we're going up there. So we'll be up there. We'll see you. Right. I, um, I remember one fight you had up in Hinckley. It was against this a tough guy. I don't know. He didn't have the greatest record in the world, but he was tough. I think his name was Lamar or something. Lamar Harris. That was yeah, it. Yeah, that was actually my, 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 um, my coming out party fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was 6-0. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You came to the ring. I think you were wearing your Twins jersey yeah. with your name on it. You had the the rapper, you yeah. know, yeah. and doing, you doing your music. Antonio. Yeah. yeah it was, local. St. Paul. Yeah, it was St. Paul all day. Cause, yeah. You know, Antonio, he's St. Paul. No, Joe Mauer. It was like him and Joe Mauer played ball together. It was real really? tight. So it was kind of one of the things where, you know, the, the city was like, this is it. I can't wait. Like, I was excited. You know, it was. Yeah. And that was like the come out party because, like, Lamar Harris, the history of the amateur, I lost to him in the amateurs. Oh, really? I had lost to him in the amateurs in the ABC tournament. Mm-hmm. And then the ABC tournament was like a two day tournament where they they invite invites only, where you get mm-hmm. invited to go out there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you got, you know, um, you know, all top guys there. So and then me, I kind of got in there and um, Johnny, me Johnny and um, I think uh, Michael Falk, he won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney Jefferson, he won it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I ended up, I ended up fighting Lamar Harris, and uh, he's from St. Louis. So St. Louis had yeah. a team, had a certain guys got in, but like I said, it was invitation only. So you had like you know t- a lot of like you know guys that was like that was known <laughs> there mm-hmm. in that tournament and. Um, and I fought him. I lost the decision. Um, 
But you beat him in the pro. And I fought him. And so, so like I said, that was one of the things where it was like, it was like one of the things where it was like, I can't, I had a feeling my, it was bitter. I had my, I had it on my mind. I wanted that fight. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a fight at that time. I was 6-0 and with all six by knockout. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, um, the fighters I was fighting, you know, you, you kind of got to do that though to build the fighter. Mm -hmm. You know, where they fight, you know, the fighters are not record. They, they come in a fight. Yeah. They come in, they come bring their all, but they're not, they don't have the amateur pedigree you got, or you, you right. might not even know the guy's name. You know, you might think that he's coming from the liquor store. Like, they got, they put, like, he's actually, we want to make some money, and they put him in the car, and they brought him. You know, you might think that, but these guys are coming to fight. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I felt like, okay, all six of my fights by knockout, I, is this real? I want a fight that I can really get tested. I want a real fight. I like, you know, I think after my fight, hit the myths, I, I called it, I got on the mic and said, get someone that can, can and uh, they did. They which amazingly, they got someone. I don't know if they even knew at the time that beat me in the amateurs, mm -hmm. uh, Lamar Harrison. So, and um, leading to that fight was kind of amazingly crazy because I had caught the H, I had the H one N one, the wow. flu at the time. I had to, wow. had to call that flu prior to that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the fight was about a month out, and I had the flu three weeks. I had three weeks to get myself back together before the fight. So I was, you know, I was kind of. Not a I was kind of like time. in a way where I was like, I don't want to pull out. <laughs> and that was yeah. one thing about me too. I had injuries in certain fights. I, you wouldn't even know. And I don't like talking about it. You know, certain losses I had and things happened in the fight. And I lost. But, you know, it's like I had certain injuries that I was fighting with in the fight. You know, yeah. I, I, if I would have been, like I like I say, you get smarter, get wiser later. You know, things, certain things you just take a pause on. Mm -hmm. You can say back and the fight can still happen. But then you give yourself more time to heal and, and be more fully ready. Right. But I, well, I was young and just wanted to be great. Your uh, team, was, like here at, at you know the gym, like it's you and you know is it, I'm assuming your wife and who, who else is part of your your leadership sort of team here for the for the kids. Um, good. I right help out. My dad, he pops up here and there. Mm -hmm. um, Fernando, I get a lot of help. Like everybody kind of come in and help help out. Mm -hmm. But uh, no. How many kids do you think you got that are actually going to be fighting, whether it's in the amateurs or the pros or, or both? Ten. About ten. Ten right fighters. now. As of now, ten. Are the majority of them amateurs still? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, well, I got one pro, Gizzy Hobbs. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been with me for a while now. Nice. So he's, uh, he's actually 6 and all right now. No, How's no. that? I mean, as far as I mean, Minnesota. Hopefully, now will be turning the corner. You know, they announced that they can start having a little bit more uh, capacity. You know, for like Twins games and whatnot. And I'm hoping that that translates to, you know, fight fans. Obviously, we're getting the fights up in Hinkley. Um, are you looking to try and get him on something here locally, or does he have to travel out of state? I know a lot of guys are doing that. Yeah, I would love to get him on something. In state, you know, but I know, like, even like right now, he's out sparring with Logan Paul. He's out with Logan really? Paul. Wow. Logan Paul about to fight Mayweather eventually, the exhibition. Yeah. So they want a quick, they want some little quick guys. So he's kind of got the calling, and that's kind of cool because his cut man is a Logan Paul cut man. Right. So yeah, he's kind of he kind of buddies up and, um, and, and partnered in, in business with his cut man in California. Mm -hmm. He works with Buddy McGirt out there in California mm -hmm. a little bit, mm -hmm. fighter Gizzy Hobbs. So he's yeah, he's kind of out there rubbing elbows, bumping, doing his thing. And um, I went out there with him yeah. um, to Al Heyman. I mean, not Al Heyman, but uh, the Watsons, mm -hmm. which is connected with Al Heyman. Mm -hmm. uh, Al Heyman's doing great things in boxing. And that family, uh, they, they're something yeah, else. Watsons, My dad and I, we always would see uh, Sam 
Watson in the in the corner. Someone mm -hmm. who fights, and we didn't know who he was. Yeah. We're just like, who is that guy? You know, and for the longest time, no one knew who Al Heyman was. We're like, is that Al Heyman? Because yeah. we always saw that guy. And then eventually we find out who Sam Watson is, and then I right. saw that you know his sons and stuff too. Um, you know, you said you know them. Can you tell twins. us a little bit about? Uh, oh, he got the, the son of the twins. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How'd you come to meet them? I, met, I first met uh, the the Heyman. I mean, uh, the Watson, <laughs> the Watson twin brothers through my cousin Gary Russell. Like, mm -hmm. me being with him at his fight because mm -hmm. we was up and coming together. Like, um, I was like, I think, I think. See, uh, my career, I was, I had more fights than, than Gary at the time. Gary, but then like when he fought, before he fought for the title, before he fought Lemachinko, before all of that, you know, I would, I would go out, I would just always be with him. I try to, you know, support him, and I still to this day, I still try to support him as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, yeah, then that's why I met met him. If you're in boxing, the boxing world, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of, you start seeing that, you know, it's, it's it's smaller than what you. You may feel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. You mentioned Mayweather Senior. You'd worked with him for a while. Yeah, Did you ever get in the ring with Junior or spar with him or anything? Nah, you know what was kind of uh, Junior had did a little time in jail, and I, around that time was one of the time when I don't know if you remember he had got into some trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man, Mayweather was cool. I mean, like when I when I met him, it was it was like the times was like always like I was like about to fight, like right there, like the week of the fight. <laughs> and I'm about to fly out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see him and we would talk for a bit. I, I mean, I really didn't talk with him. We just him talking and me just being around and saying what's up to him and, and me going about my business and mm -hmm. you know me letting him know like you know. To, uh, then it just always was like that. So, but yeah, I didn't get in the ring with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, uh, I didn't get in the ring with him. I would have, I would have, I would have, would have loved to get in the ring with him. Yeah, I think that would have been a, a great experience. A uh, hell of an experience yeah. <laughs> in the ring with Mayweather, you know, and uh, that was one of my, you know, one of my favorite fighters still to this day. You know, I was like the the way he uh, actually carried himself in the ring. Oh, yeah. You know, the way he um, he's always on point. It always seemed like I never seen a, a like a real off off night, you know, with him fighting. It always seemed he's always brought his he brought the A plus game, <laughs> yeah. and it showed at the end of the fight. You know, his his opponents always it was always a landslide. You know, like he he he's landed. You see, you see this person land so many punches against other people, and with him, it's like, oh man, yeah. he just takes him to school. No question. I think uh, one of his most impressive performances was when he uh, stopped Gaddy. Um, yeah, that he was just—I mean, he just schooled him, and um, that was—he showed speed, power, boxing skill, everything, all in one package there. Mm -hmm. And you know, Gaddy's no slouch, right? No, but. No. Mayweather made him look foolish. In that yeah, fight. he did. Mayweather was just—he yeah, did that to a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely did. Yeah, he definitely did. I think, yeah, but the Gotti fight was amazingly because, like, that fight was a fight where, you know, Mayweather. Was, I think he was always trying to find it. He was trying to find a fight that can get him to where he got. You know, mm -hmm. like which fighter is going to get me that? You know, and Gotti was a, was one of them guys. Was a, was on the hit list because mm -hmm. Gotti had a big thing going. Gotti was big. Gotti oh, was yeah. bigger than. Bigger than May at the time, you know. Yeah. Then Mayweather came and he had to get that one, but mm -hmm. and then uh, he got because you know guy was even bigger at the at the time, you know. So mm -hmm. he bumped up and, and got to that weight, and then another one, the biggest one was De La Hoya, the, the oh, Golden yeah. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> then he got the Golden. That was the one. That was the one. It ended up being the one. But that one was the prior. The, prior to that one was a lot of like because of the father training, you know, 
No, mm-hmm. Floyd Zine was training uh, De La Hoya at one point. Right, you know right. So that fight was kind of one of those fights where it was like it had Mayweather may needed he needed that fight though he needed that fight he knew it and it's like it didn't have, they want to mix it with the business and the and the blood and the family and the, mm-hmm. he's not my friend <laughs> Mayweather wanted that fight he needed that to to get to where he got it and, and it yeah. happened and Floyd had to step pretty much he had to, you know he he did not work with Delahoy for that fight mm-hmm. right it, which was I think Delahoy actually said it he's not letting it happen which. Which would have been kind of awkward, right? Right, for sure. Yeah, so. Floyd worked with his uncle, uh, Roger, right? Yeah, he did, yeah. Most of his, yeah, his whole, hey, his whole career, man, man Roger, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah I met Roger. Yeah. Me, and, me and Roger shared the same birthday. Mm. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, so nice. that was one thing we had in common when I talked with him. Mm. The 24th. Right, April 24th, 24th, I remember we yeah. were talking about that earlier. Mine's yeah. the 16th, and his, his is 24th. Yeah. When we were talking about the fights, he said he thought they said the 24th at first, and he was letting, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so they did actually tell <laughs> no. me, they said, uh, we got fights on the 24th. So that was the a prior to the day, and then the next day, they was like, okay, so it's the 25th. So I'm like, okay, good, good, because go. that's my birthday. Hey, I have to ask you a couple other things here. Uh, among all the guys you fought, like either pro or amateur, who do you think was... Like, who, who was the hardest hitter? You know, I think one thing about, I fought some hard hitters. Yeah. You know, I fought John Jackson, which was uh, oh, yeah. my first loss in the pros mm-hmm. on ESPN. Went the distance, but he caught me with a vicious uppercut mm-hmm. in the first round, the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Took it, kept going. Um, and Caleb caught me with a good uppercut in the, f- I can't remember what round, the third round or fourth. Yeah. But he caught me with a good uppercut, which, which, which actually put me down. Mm-hmm. And I got back up and I still was on who's Caleb him with a good one. I mean, I think it's about how flush you catch someone, too, in the mm-hmm. moment. And, and it was like my force with the punch with Caleb. <laughs> it was like I was going in with oh, him, and it was my force. Get, and it was like it was like a car crash. Boom. Yeah. I just I remember. I'm like, ah. And I got hit. Caleb hit me good time. Another time. And the amateurs, when I, but I won that fight. Mm-hmm. So I knew Caleb was a good puncher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb was a good puncher. Oh, Dang, the hardest, though. The hardest. Russia hit me with a good shot. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of amazingly his jab. Mm-hmm. But I heard that, you know, previously he was southpaw, that far right-handed. Mm-hmm. So that made sense to me later on after the fact. You know, I didn't know that, you know. But, um, yeah, he had a good jab, but that was his power hand. Yeah. So his jab, when he hit with the jab, knocked me down. You know, we were talking about Mayweather and uh, some of the other pros. Um, as far as right now, like the guys that are fighting, you know, yourself included or, you know, the guys in the gym, who is kind of like the one that you guys are getting excited, you know, for when like they're fighting, you know, that you like nobody's gonna miss it. You're all talking about it and you want to tune in, you know. Who are the I mean, for me personally, I might sound biased. I might sound is my cousin. For me personally, sure. Gary Russell Jr. I love mm-hmm. his like seriously. Like it gotta be like yeah. I love it. Like any of my cousins, but like even Antoine, Antoine, Antonio, any any of them three fighting, they all brothers. So. They, you know, if any of them, I guess, that's, but but far as I mean, at the in the gym, uh, they just love everything. Like the, these guys, like they just, it's like the 135 division. You got uh, you got uh, who was that? Devin Haney. You got uh, oh, yeah, that's you know, stacked uh, right now. Yeah, any of them lightweight, the one tw- from 126 to 130 to Tank and yeah, like Shakur Stevenson, like Shakur, and like and like Crawford, Terrence Crawford. Oh, I like man. Terrence Crawford. They like Earl Spence. <laughs> Got to see mean, Crawford and Spence in there. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hope so. But the way it looking like it looking like uh, Spence. Spence I mean, the way ain't getting eighty twenty. Yeah, Spence said, "Man, I'm about to make me go to eighty twenty. I mean, it's not like he's like, you know, he's well, let that be. He don't really, you know, care. 
for the fight because if you really really did he'll make it happen 50 50 because that's just a, it's like a real 50 50 fight just to make it happen and show you the better man and then what happens is a better fighter and then you move on and your career continue to grow but i just think that and then they both were in a weird situation that fight and with the way things are going i mean you could easily fill a stadium down in dallas you know uh I, maybe that's what they're waiting for, kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, they've got yeah, a little, little bit more fans. You that's know, true. like I know in Florida, there's going to be a card coming up next month too. Now, um, mm. the top ranks doing down there, yeah, um, so they, that'll be exciting. Okay. Um, but I was thinking, you know, with Spence being down there in Dallas, that'd be where they probably want to do it. You know. Yeah. Which would make sense. That yeah, would make sense. I just wonder what how Crawford feel about that though. Yeah, like, he probably want neutral territory. Yeah, I, won. I would. Especially those Texas yeah, I judges. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, you just saw some pretty Texas crazy judges. Texas judges. Yeah, we seen some bad decisions. Uh, they, yeah. They'd be smarter to go to Vegas, I think. Right. 117 <laughs> to 111. But on a business uh, move, Dallas. Estrada, too, yeah. Oh. You got to think more of your career. Like, okay, do I <laughs> do business over? Okay, as long as we, mm. the business going, the money going to be right regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if you look at fighting in Dallas, okay, let's keep neutral ground. Let's just do it in New York, or because sure. even if they both might agree to New York. I, know, I think Earl Spence, he's actually born in New York. Like he oh, actually yeah. got family out there. He mm. speaks about Brooklyn. So, like if mm. they did it in New York, then Crawford he fought in New York. He beat uh, he stopped uh, was it Kell Brook? Not not Kell Brook, but uh. He did stop Kerbrook, but he beat uh, American in, in Brooklyn. American, out of, yeah. at the I think it was in New York. That sure. was in New York. Yeah, he went he over to England, England, and when he stopped Brook, got him on his own turf. He stopped him. Yeah. yeah. Broke his orbital bone, his other yeah. one. I think Crawford. it was Triple G broke one, I think, and then he broke the yeah. other one. Crawford, yeah, I knew that. You know, we fought in the amateurs. You know, we fought on the oh, same yeah. team. I was the middleweight. He was uh, the, the lightweight. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, Caleb, Caleb was a, Caleb was our light heavyweight. You know, we was all oh, on the yeah. team together. You know, uh, we had a, a good team, and, and like uh, like I was amazed. They out like it was they they was trying to vote on who they get a best boxer award to. This is how it was. It was between me and Crawford. They ended mm -hmm. up giving it to me. That's the best that best boxer award of that that two day event. Mm -hmm. You know, but I felt Crawford should have got. It. I'm like. I tell the Crawford, I mean, Crawford, we right back each other. Me and him and this coach. And I'm like, they don't give it to you. They should give it to you. I see you. Because I'm watching him. All in my eyes. I seen him box right-handed. And then yeah. he switched to southpaw. I'm like, okay. I liked it. I'm like, that was sweet. You know, the way he did it. And then not only did he do it, he got better. Like, the same to this day. To this day, like, even right now today, he's doing the same thing. Mm. So it was, it was like flash. Like, even looking back then, he was doing what he's doing now. Mm. But he just, he just got stronger and better at it. It got bigger. Yeah. It's like that Gamboa fight. I think there. It's so funny because we watched that fight, and Gamboa is doing pretty good in the yeah. start of the fight. And you know, you see Crawford starting to do the switching, yeah. and you hear the announcers questioning it, you know, mm -hmm. and whether it's a smart move or not. And by the end of that fight, I think <laughs> he had everyone convinced, yeah. you know, like he can do it. And then yeah. he did it in the next fight. And I think he even fought. Like, yeah, he fight, fought fight, like the, the next fight. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he just basically made a point of it. Like, I can fight left handed. Yeah. And he did it the he whole was, fight. When he fought Delorme, the guy that Jamal James just, yeah. you know, Crawford, again, Delorme kind of hung tough there for a while. He did. But then, you know, Crawford just turned it on. And, yeah, and that's one thing about Crawford. Yeah, he got that, <laughs> that, that, that hit factor. You know, mm -hmm. it's like certain guys got that hit factor. It's like, yeah. if you hit him, he's going to hit you back. Like, I mean, he's coming directly back at it. 
mm-hmm. and strong. Like it's like, yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, it's fun. it's amazing. He's like, fun. It's funny because he said that with uh with Spence, they had a little bicker, right? They was arguing, and then he mm-hmm. said, he said like, he said, what happened after that? Boom! I hit him because Crawford got that in him. Once he get, he he's it's in him just to get him right back. Yeah. And, and then one thing I see too about Crawford, he start like if he start off, if he start off right handed, and it, and it's kind of looking, it's like he's like he's studying. Mm-hmm. He's he's dial, like getting dialogue and what's going on. Then he turns softball and he got certain counter punches that he throw. And if you throw certain things, he just he's he's vicious. Yeah, <laughs> he's a vicious uh, person right now, man. The boxer, question. you know, with that ability of to being able to switch like that. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's it's like fighting two people. You know what I'm saying? Like you fight a right hander that you know it's one yeah, person, but camp you, know, that, right? you got to like bring in a southpaw and a right hander. Just like we were talking about with Hagler, yeah, he yeah. could switch it up and just uh, you know he he could do it all. Yeah, you know it's crazy. I did that at one uh, in the amateurs in the USA tournament. I turned southpaw the whole the whole fight. You know, yeah. it's, but Johnny Johnny, my coach Johnny Johnson was not feeling it, man. He's like, no, stay right handed. Stay right-handed. But I heard Terrence Crawford was the same way with him. They didn't want him to, you know, they wanted him to stay one way. But then eventually they started just like, okay, they, they just start training him that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like, because I, I was really, I did really good. So I won. I won the tur- one tournament. But the reason why, because I fought Charles Meyer. Charles Meyer hit me with an uppercut. Man, that might was one of the hardest uppercuts I got hit with. Going back a little bit, uh, how did you get started in boxing? Was it just something that you... How old were you when you started, and what attracted you to the sport? Um, I was, I was twelve, turning thirteen. It was spring, mm-hmm. my birthday's in April, so it was around like March, the end of March. Mm-hmm. And um, cause I know, cause I had my first I fight when I was thirteen, but I got I had walked into the gym when I was twelve, and then I turned thirteen. Mm-hmm. So then, um, me and two of the buddies had went in the gym. It was a BT Barber small gym at the time. Uh, we just walked in there. Um, I, I was just with them, actually. They just walked, they walked in the gym. <laughs> and we all kind of on. Just kind of hanging right. We just walking around, walking around the block, just mm-hmm. walking around the street, <laughs> walking <laughs> around, right? And then I stayed on Edmond, and I stayed a block away from the gym, you know, say like a, like literally a block. I walked to the gym every day t- to train mm-hmm. once I got involved. Um, so we walked in the gym, which was never, it was never like appealing to me to like just go in there like that. But my auntie, we were all, we ride past it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, you need to go in there. We take you, I'm, I'm gonna take you in there. And then I think I was just young and I always, it was always one of them times when she'd say that when, when like, um, it wasn't the best time to sit, like for me to be taken. I was always, it was always like not the best time. Like it'd be like something, I'd be upset about something. And then, you know, I'll be mad, upset. I'm like, that ain't even, that ain't the answer. <laughs> that ain't the answer, man. I'm, I'm upset right now. I don't want to talk about that thing. We need to go there. We need to. So then all of a sudden, but then it took that to happen with my friend. We just walking. I went in and I'm going to find like, this is, this is me. <laughs> I like this. I like this. I, I want to do this, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, had a, I, had a, I had a rough upbringing, you know, but it, it, you know, they say, you know, tough times, they say pressure make diamonds, and diamonds are made out of you know pressure, and mm-hmm. things happen that way. And um, I had some a tough upbringing growing up, and, and you know my my beginning time. If you wind back, I grew up in, in Chicago. Okay. So before growing up in Minnesota, which actually been like the when I moved here, I you know it was like I couldn't wait. I like we want to live. So I moved here when I was ten. 
But prior to that, I was fighting. Like that's all we did. Like so it was like mm -hmm. they 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 shooting a lot now. It's real bad out there. Like they done they done step they done you know take everything different. You know back so in Chicago. We fought. Yeah, we just fought. Yeah, you know, it was like fighting. Like they make a circle. It'll be a one on one fight. Mm -hmm. You know, and then me, I was always at home by myself. Cause you know my grandmother raised me. So at that time, I was my grandmother, and um, I'd be at home doing my push ups, sit ups, getting ready for the fight. Like I might have to fight today out of school or. You know, I had to fight. So that was just the mentality. You had to, you know, you had to always be ready. Like a street for, fight. Yes, yes. Yeah, talking about boxing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 real street fight. But it was boxing, though. We were boxing. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's what it was. It was a street fight. Yeah. But, like, you start off like, everybody, what's up? Like, you know, start, oh, sure. off, start yeah. off boxing. Everybody in a boxing stance. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, we didn't know it was a, I mean, I didn't know, like, it was actually a, you know, actually a sport, like, at that mm -hmm. time, you know. But, you know, yeah. guys in the boxing stance and everything. And, um, and I was amazing. I was winning most of the fights. I was beating guys up that was actually older than me. Uh -huh. And um, that's what the thing was that it was, like, kind of one of the things where, they had to get me out of there because I would have been up going down the wrong lane. And right. I was starting to hang out with, like, older crowd. Like, they started, like, older, like, guys would hang out with me and to, 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 you know, we didn't want to stay away from the negative, the, that type of whole thing. We don't know what sure. that would turn into. You know, it's yeah. a lot of, it's, it's, you know, Chicago is really gang. It's gang uh, affiliate. It's, like, really strong in the gang culture. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, with, you know, you had Al Capone and, you know, from back in the day, oh, and yeah. it's like one of them things that Chicago is real heavy, you know, and, um, you know, but Chicago got a lot of good food, it's a lot of good food, <laughs> so it's a lot of good things, yeah. that, you know, I had a lot of good good fun times, you know, playing games, and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff in Chicago, but then, you you know, you hear about them bad things, though. So, growing up, Chicago was a big thing that, that rooted me to, 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 to have the the, the that hunger and desire I had when it came to me boxing sure. in Minnesota just it's just all put it together. It was like a, a great thing that could happen for a kid from from Chicago and um that that just wanted to be great. You know, they wanted to do something, mm -hmm. f you know, do something better, do something for myself. And yeah. um, it just it just so happened to be boxing and and like I say, I felt like I was cheating in a way because I got a referee, mm -hmm. I get time to train for the fight, and it's just me and this guy. You know, mm. you know, you fighting the fight. It's like those fights was like different. Now I feel <laughs> like I'm like now I get time to train and I really get a, a real training, a real facility. You know, yeah. it was just I, I really fell in love with boxing. You know, it mm. became to be my heart, and it still is to this day. So now I love like giving back and, and helping out the youth and um, mm -hmm. constantly, you know, training to help everyone reach their plateau to get level to level, keep level, keep getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So that's my thing now. Yeah. Thanks again for spending some time chatting, uh, Ceriso. Really enjoyed it. And, yeah, definitely. My pleasure. You, know, you talked yeah, about some of the help you've been getting from the city, from your connections there, but you're giving back. You're giving back to the community. Yeah, as well. yeah. It's all a two-way you know, A lot of the funds is, is like it's recycling. You know, like that's mm -hmm. even the membership. They they give it. It recycles. You know, it's all it's all recycling back into the community. We constantly work with members and. I guess even with the building now, you know, mm -hmm. the money it was given is 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 into the building. The building now we're gonna work with the get 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 more kids and more individuals, and a lot of them is a, some adults. Just yeah. come have some fun. You got I see you at the Rice Street gym too. Working. That's good. But you gotta come come over yeah. here. Let me work with you a little bit too. Oh, yeah, yeah, you uh, make your way over here too. Yeah, well, I'm so out of shape. I gotta do something. Things gonna be opening up hopefully, and we got a bright future hopefully of live boxing. You know, yeah, actually go to the fights. Thank <music> you.